Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 117 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-A-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast. And, uh, hey, folks, today is... Monday, July 4th, 2022, we are here to review the 2013 MCU film, I almost said classic, I don't want to go that far, Iron Man 3. Yeah, and uh, it's 4th of July, and I honestly just feel that America is the best country, and that all other countries aren't as good. That used yeah. to be called patriotism. <laughs> What's Ken- that from? little Kenny Powers for you. Okay. Yes, there we go. There we go. Love when he uh, came out to the mound to real American. And then threw the flag on the ground and told the kid to pick it up because it's disrespectful. Pick it up. up. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Really an underrated show. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know who got me turned on to that was former guest Eli. Really? Yeah, I just remembered that. I was driving somewhere with him, and he's like, you like baseball? Have you ever heard of this show? I was like, no. And uh, I watched one episode, and it was way funnier than I thought. Yeah. Uh, even way funnier than he, he, you know, than he described. So I was like, I'm in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's wild, man. Uh, let's get right into the time capsule. Okay. This was released on May 3rd, 2013. Your champions in wrestling at the time. WWE champion. Let's make them as a surprise. John Cena. Mm-hmm. Never expected that. Uh, World Heavyweight Champion in WWE, Dolph Ziggler. This was his concussion run. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Bully Ray was the TNA World Champion. And in Ring of Honor, Jay Briscoe, oddly enough. One of the few multiple-time champions that company has. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's That's good. Yeah, good stuff. Number one song in the country at the time, Just Give Me a Reason by Pink featuring Nate Ruiz from Fun. Uh, the ballad. Just get, Oh, man. I can't think of that off the top of my head. Just give me a reason. Yeah, that's that's it. Killed it. Reason, yeah. Okay, maybe it does. Maybe it is familiar. I don't know. Not that good. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, what we were doing at the time. Yeah. Well, I, for the first and only time, had a roommate. Hmm. If we recall back to the Dread episode, I mentioned my history with that movie was had a a, um, a video store rental date, which uh, those were good. I'm, it's too bad we can't do those anymore, really. But the girl that I watched Dread with. She moved in, and um, let's see, what month did this come out? Sometime in the summer? May of 2013. Okay. Um, I believe she will be gone before Christmas. In fact, I know she'll be gone before Christmas, because uh, <laughs> uh, putting up the tree was like the last thing we did. So. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, she came and went. Still Facebook friends, so, you know. It's cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, man. the 
what was I doing around this? Oh, I was a week away from graduating high school at the time. Oh, exciting. Yeah, last uh, graduation ceremony I was a part of <laughs> so far. You got to do the big walk across the stage? Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, which at a school that size, it's just a small little platform, you know? Did they do, um, did they announce what you were doing after high school, like they did at my high school graduation? Not at the graduation, no. So they did that, it's like, enter, it's like, uh, attending Ohio State, this guy, entering, like for me, it was attending Columbus State, me, and entering the workforce, this person, and, yeah, I don't know, I thought that was weird, it's like, not everybody has their mind made up when they graduate high school. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, nor should they. Yeah, exactly. So much can change, man. Although so you, much can if change. If you do, good for you. I mean, that's you're rare, though. Anyway. Yeah. I would it's, agree. And finally, history with the movie. Never seen it before. I had well, this is interesting because I had seen it once, and we we've been bashing 2013 as it's going to be a rough year. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's one oasis in the desert. It is not this one. But I was curious. I'd seen it once in the theater. And I was curious. Like, I wonder. I left the theater underwhelmed. Like, it wasn't bad. But it was just there. And I had wondered if on a rewatch, I would still feel the same. And I... We'll tell you later. But uh, some things did change in the rewatch, I will say. Some for the better, some not. So we'll, we'll let you know when we reviewed the movie at the end. Interesting. So we're going to get uh, into the, uh, the cast here. Let's start with the director, Shane Black. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Pardon what? me. <laughs> Pardon me. Let's talk about the the facts and figures on this one. Well, I, first off, when have we ever started with the director? That was well. No, I, I normally mention that in passing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Shane Black, you said. Yeah, Shane Black, mm. which I believe he had done at least one of these, if not the other two, beforehand. Yeah, and XPW. Oh really? That was Black. Is that is that supposed to be funny? <laughs> Apparently not. So, uh, let's see here. budget for this movie was $200 million, And the box office, $1.215 billion. So, pretty, pretty, pretty good. That puts it at number two on the list. I would have never guessed that this would be wow. number two. But it's a profit of $1.015 billion. The inflation is $1.273 billion. Of course, it's now, only behind Avengers and just took yeah. out Dark Knight Rises. Surely, surely that has to do with the piggybacking off of the success of the Avengers, I would assume. Yes, that would be... Look, I would... This will go into my review at the end, but... I feel like they probably maybe weren't going to do an Iron Man 3, but then mm -hmm. saw how much money the other Iron Man movies were making, 
saw that Avengers, I mean, obviously this was, um, Avengers was uh, not out yet by the time this started filming, I'm sure. So they didn't know, but I'm sure they did know it was going to do well. So I think they just decided to tack on this this movie, maybe a cash grab, but hey, a very successful cash grab. Yes, I very much cash grab, but also, like you said, very, very successful as well. Yeah, I mean, it's 4th of July, it's America, capitalism, you make a billion dollars, you should, if you have a chance to make a billion dollars, you should probably do it. Yes, by by legal means, of course. Yeah, mostly. Um, oh, the uh, man, I was so disappointed. So close. Critics, seventy nine percent. Fans, seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my, we almost had a scoregami. Almost, almost. I should register. We should both register, give it positive reviews, and try to bump up that fan score to match the critics. Yeah, and then we can share the Scorigami meme. Mm-hmm. I will <laughs> when we get one. Actually, Absolutely. I think I already have, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, Josh Davis went to a lot of hard work to make that, so we needed to share it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll look, I'll share it next time we get one, but yeah, might be a while. Could be. Oh, pardon me. Sorry, I, uh, you know, the schedule that I work, and I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning now. Well, I woke up an hour before my alarm this morning. You shouldn't have to work on the 4th of July. You should just sit back and make fun of England for having to work. I agree, yes, I agree. That's a great point there. Um, What do we think about the cast here, man? Well, we can start with... Hmm. Let's see. How about... uh, Let's go with Guy Pearce as Aldrich Killian. I loved his motive. Curing... Disabled people? <laughs> no, uh, money. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always good. Dude, that's a classic. That's like the motive for like every Superman movie is like Lex Luthor wants money. For real estate, yeah. <laughs> it's old reliable. Come on now. It is. I will say it was refreshing to have a villain that didn't rely on armor for once. Yeah. That was good. I liked that the villain, his his main strength was, I don't turning into like a lava person or whatever and melting the armor. So that was good. Yeah. Liked that. That kind of tripped me up because I've been watching The Boys and they have something similar kind of going on. Oh, yeah. The Boys. Season finale coming up. Yep. Coming up on Friday, July 8th. Yeah. Man. I'm not ready for it to leave. It just got here. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, he was he was good, Aldrich Killian. It was uh, kind of generic in that he was, you know, the businessman with the slick back hair. Uh, yeah. The name Killian is, you know, never been associated with a good guy. Um, nope. And then, oh, his weird kiss to uh, Pepper that didn't really go anywhere. That was strange, but no. yeah. Uh, I that mean, was, he, he was good. I liked it. That was Steven Strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about the other kind of sort of villain? Ben Kingsley as the how, Mandarin, question mark? How disappointing. Yeah. Like, like he, okay, look, he did great for what they wanted him for, for the, uh, the Patsy 
for the Mandarin. And for the uh, klutz known as Trevor Satterley, Ben Kingsley, pardon me, Sir Ben Kingsley, did Thank just you. fine. He did just fine. It's just they could have gone a really cool route with it, and they subverted expectations, and I would say not in a good way. Yeah, one of my – this was a rare time when I agreed with uh, – because I mentioned before I have a friend who uh, is um, – he takes – I don't think he expects every movie to be a shot-for-shot remake of the comic, but it's like if it deviates even a little, it's like, oh, this isn't how it is in the comics type of guy. Um he was the same guy I mentioned who was mad that Wolverine had like a cameo in uh, first class. But yeah, the one time we agreed was the Mandarin. To me, it, I mean, I got it. I get what they were doing. And he was funny when he was just Trevor Slattery actor. But yeah, it, um, to me, it, it just, it kind of, I mean, it's a big twist. But it, to me, it was like, oh, okay, well, that was, uh, this feels like the, um, I'm going to call this, uh, because, I'm, and I'm only going to, well, no, I'll do it for other movies, but I'm going to call this Bonering It. And the reason I'm going to call it Bonering It is because when Marvel sets up something cool, like Quicksilver and WandaVision, and then it's like, you know what, let's just have it be a dick joke instead of being something cool. This is what it is. They bonered it. So, Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin, they they had it, and they just, they bonered it. So, that's a new Hmm. word for the podcast. We got Scorigami, we got uh, Back to Formula, the hell else do we say? Um... I don't know. R.I.P. to a real one. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, and now we got, uh, they bonered it. So. Yes, they bonered it. Let's get a meme for that, about that. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, I'll well, there goes, our, there goes our villains, sort yep. of. And I guess the um, we have Don Cheadle as uh, the Iron Patriot now, not War Machine. The Iron Patriot. No, you mean War Machine. No, no. He's the Iron Patriot. James Rhodes, the Iron Patriot. Bruh, Don Cheadle has done the same thing in both movies he's been in. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very much a sidekick. Yeah. And not only a sidekick, he's like, his stuff's all, like, in the second one, his stuff got, his tech got taken over. And I believe in this one, again, his tech got, like, straight up taken it did, yep. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, um... I don't know. I, I mean, mean, Don was fine, it's just how they wrote him. Yeah, you're right. It, it was very much, um... It was very much the same. Like I said, he, he's very much just kind of a sidekick, you know? Like, I don't know. This is... Like, I don't know. I think they. I think the movie felt like they had to have him in. And it's like, well, what can we do different? Oh, let's make him the Iron Patriot. And it's like, I mean, spoiler alert, he's barely going to be in the Avengers Infinity War slash Endgame movie. So, yeah, 
it's like they clearly didn't creative had nothing for you buddy so they did a rebranding for war machine he'll be in the next avengers and then like barely in the other movies after that so i think this was the first sight of that where it's like yeah we got nothing for you here's a rebrand something different yeah so here's what we got take it and leave it the iron patriot war machine is a better name though yes well gwyneth paltrow is virginia pepper potts that's uh she's the live-in girlfriend now regression regression yeah um i don't i don't know where's she at on the jenny blake standard for this because you could argue high and you could argue low middle middle yeah you know it's funny at the end when she gets her powers and then it's like this is one of the faults of the movie is just about every character enters or leaves the movie the same way they entered it and it's like she gets powers at the end of the movie and it's like okay maybe they'll do something with her going forward like nope tony's like yeah i fixed it and got uh got it taken care of so yeah yeah, I don't know. Kind of just lends more evidence to that it's like, this was a cash grab. They didn't... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh, I thought he had uh, some good comedy in this one. And I did like yeah. that they threw in that he's kind of got like a PTSD from New York. It's like, okay, finally, we get some... Uh, I mean... You got that, you got Hawkeye with the uh, hearing loss, because he's been around explosions his whole life, so it's like, okay, yeah. I like that they're at least showing um, that, like, you know, there are, I guess we also had it with, you know, Batman a couple weeks ago. I like that it's like, yeah, being a superhero takes its toll on you, and uh, it's not just, you know, Superman where you're just invincible all the time. PTSD's TBH. Uh, I'll... I might have to cut that. No, you can leave it. But no, you're right. That that was a nice wrinkle to throw in the film, for sure. Yeah, well, he almost died. He almost got lost in space. Yeah. No pun intended, even though there's really none to be made there. Cool. But yeah, I mean, he's close to dying, so... Yeah, I would be uh, freaked out, too. Yes. Well, uh, is there anyone else you want to talk about? Uh, Joan Rivers. I forgot Joan Rivers was in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one really comes to mind. All right. Well, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, the the second for uh, Fabian. Uh, Fabian. What's 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 her name? Oh my God, she dies like around the one hour fifteen minute mark. You're talking about uh. Rebecca Hall is Maya Hansen. Yeah. She was okay. Nice to look at. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's all I got. Okay. Well, we ready for the plot? Yes. So, I should mention this movie is, like, 
Tony Stark telling a story. Yeah. So, he narrates the whole movie. Spoiler alert, he won't be dead at the end. Mm-hmm. And we open with all of the Iron Man suits in his basement. They are being blown up. And Tony's like, well, you know, you're probably wondering how I got here. Let's take it back to the beginning. So they cut back to Switzerland on New Year's Eve 1999, right before the big Y2K. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely. I had one piece of equipment act weird after that. Hmm. Like a, I think I've mentioned it. But it was like a little digital calendar, and it went to January 1st, 1900. But then I was like, let me just correct that and bump that up to 2000, and uh, it fixed it. Huh. Yep. Anyway, Quite interesting. At the party, he meets Aldrich Killian. He's a dork with a cane. Yeah. He's not a dork because he has a cane, but he is a dork. He is a dork, and he does have a cane. Yes, but he's crippled, and uh, he's just, like, being super weird and annoying to Tony. He's like, I work for this think tank called Advanced Idea Mechanics, and he hands Tony and his girlfriend uh, at the party cards. He's like, I want to work with you, and Tony just kind of blows him off. Yeah. He's very um, Edward Nigma-esque. Yes. But Batman and uh, Batman Forever, not uh, the Batman. Yeah, not the Batman. Well, present day, seven months after the events of the Avengers, during Christmas time, Tony has created an Iron Man suit that attaches one piece at a time to Tony's body. This will be uh, a pretty real, uh, big Johnny, deal. Real Johnny Cash action. Mm-hmm. When we cut to the TV news, we see a terrorist called the Mandarin, who basically threatens war with the U.S. And we see Rhodes has been redone. We should call him Bray Wyatt. No, he will be the felt man. Very, felt very Bray Wyatt-esque of all his uh, little promos. And then you find out, oh, it's just some drug-addicted jabroni. Felt better than Bray Wyatt, I thought. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they didn't... The promos didn't go anywhere! True. Yeah. Well, we see Rhodes has been redubbed from War Machine to the Viking Raiders. And yeah. he... No, Iron actually, Patriot. Actually, he went from War Machine to the War Experience. And then oh, he yeah. be... Yeah, either way, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, he is uh, Iron Patriot. Yes. And uh, this gets mocked by Bill Maher and Joan Rivers. <laughs> Boo! You don't like the Bill Maher and Joan Rivers, or you don't like Iron Patriot? I uh, don't like either of those two. I like Bill Maher. Joan Rivers is dead, so... Bill Maher, the science guy? No. He's a comedian. So Tony's having dinner with Rhodes, and during the meal, he has an anxiety attack... Uh, he's remembering back to the New York with the Battle Loki, the wormhole, and, you know, it's a panic attack. Needs a paper bag to breathe into. Yeah. Never had a panic attack, have you? Not to that extent, no. I have okay. had times where, like, like, oh, I need to go decompress in some private area for, like, a couple minutes, but beyond that, no. Never had that. I guess that's good, because they don't yeah. sound great. No, it's not a good time. 
Well, Killian, he's meeting with Pepper Potts, and he's no longer handicapped, and he's handsome. Yeah. So he's... he's sh- muffin. Yeah, he's showing a demonstration of a live 3D hologram of his brain. And Happy's in the other room, and he calls Tony about this Killian guy. And he's like, yeah, you met him once, and you blew him off, but he's kind of hitting on your girl. So back at the meeting, Killian basically says... He points to... Uh, anyway, the point of the invention... It's like, oh, you know, we can recode someone's DNA and make them better. And it's like, oh, that's that's real original. <laughs> yeah, but, that's not a lot of a uh, lot of uh, villain analysis. He's like, listen, uh, I asked Tony to join him, join me 13 years ago, but he declined. But uh, I think this new person in charge is a lot smarter. Wink, wink. And then Pepper is like, yeah, no, we're gonna pass. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, well, that's a shame. Then he sneaks a kiss on her cheek, which is... Like the old old Jerry Seinfeld gif, that's a shame. Yeah. Yep. So Tony tries to have a date night with Pepper when she uh, gets home, but he's actually just using an empty Iron Man suit and controlling it remotely because he's in his basement. He's like, I've already ate. (laughs) Yeah. But she's upset. He's like, hey, ever since New York, you've been a mess, and I, you know, me moving in, or, and then he's like, yeah, I know, but you know, you moving in is help, but uh, I can't sleep. I come down here and I tinker, and he's like, I'm a mess. And later that night, Tony has a nightmare about falling into the wormhole. Pepper tries to wake him up, but an empty suit almost attacks her, because I guess the suit thinks that she's causing him trouble. And then he wakes up, and he's like, uh, deactivate suit, and then the suit just falls apart. And Tony's very sorry. He's like, oh, that just shouldn't have happened. I'll have to recalibrate it. She's like, well, I'm going downstairs, and you tinker with that. It's like, ooh, got him. Ether. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I wouldn't want to be killed by a robot in my sleep, so I've got to side with Pepper on that one. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Well, we cut to Happy, who's downtown at Grom's Chinese Theater. He gets attacked by this dude who's like, I don't know, made of lava or magma or something. Liquid hot magma. Exactly. And we cut to a video. Another different Austin Powers reference. Good for me. Yeah, great for you. Yeah. And we cut to a video from the Mandarin who takes credit for the attack at the Chinese Theater. Because he's like, you know, the Americans invented the fortune cookie, and now I took out another Chinese thing that they claim to invent, the Chinese theater. Yep. Mm, Interesting, interesting. No, very, very interesting. Like, oh, where could this be going? And then... uh... Mm -hmm. Well, Happy's in a coma after the attack. Some reporters ask Tony about this. And he swears revenge on the Mandarin, and he's like, tell you what, here's my address, Mandarin. I'll leave the door unlocked. That was a yeah. mistake. <laughs> he's very uh, arrogant of uh, Tony Stark, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Tony does some investigating on the crime, and he's like, well, there's no bomb that went off. And he finds another attack in Tennessee that was similar to this, but it predates the Mandarin attacks. Yes. And he he's like, well, Jarvis, we got to go to Tennessee, which uh, don't we all? I've missed Tennessee. It's been a while. I don't know. You should go to SummerSlam. 
I hear tickets are readily available. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, no, I've seen that match too many times. Yeah, me too. At the same time, some woman just stops by unannounced. And just as she's there, missiles blast Tony's house. Maybe don't give your, the supervillain your address. So Pepper gets in an Iron Man suit and gets this mysterious woman out of the house. Tony is stuck inside, and then Tony gets the suit back. Uh, the thing where it flies off of Pepper and flies onto him. And still under fire from three helicopters, he takes out two of them, but the last one opens fire. More missiles. We see the Iron Man suit from the opening. Those all blow up. So Tony lands in the ocean. His house is completely destroyed. He does manage to escape. All the rubble falling on top of him. And he crash lands somewhere. And he's like, where am I? Upstate? It's snow. So it's not L.A. He's like, what are we, upstate somewhere? And then Jarvis is like, uh, we're in Tennessee. That was the last flight plan. And uh, I might be malfunctioning. Uh, I'm going to sleep now, Tony. Good night. Okay. R.I.P. to Paul to Paul Bettany's uh, tenure in this film. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, that was strange. So Tony ends up in a garage where he meets some kid, some kid named uh, Harley Keener. Boo! Not a fan. No. He has a uh, what do you call it? A um, cameo, cameo later on, but. Yes, in Endgame. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, yeah, that's. I figured that out because I'd ask my buddy, "Who is the kid?" Yeah. Oh, the, he's the kid from Iron Man Three. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, I don't know, because you got um, you know, we have the, you know, I don't know if She Hulk's gonna take over Hulk spot. I don't know if Natalie Portman's gonna take over. Thor spot, which by the way, that comes out uh, this week, so I'm excited. Yeah, probably go see it. I already got my tickets. Nice. I need a... Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to have to... Let me. I, I'll do it now in case I forget. You know, we, we, It's been a while since we've done our Let's Recast It, and I saw a rumor that supposedly... This Thor is going to be a, a big sneak peek into what's coming up for Marvel. And there's all this talk of, you know, Howard Stern spoiling that he'll be in the he'll be in some form of involved with Doctor Doom or something. And I was like, you know who would make a great Doctor Doom? Brian Cranston. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, he can be the nerd at first, and then he just voices someone else who's bigger in the suit. So, I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Plus, it's like that meme of, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, the last remaining actors to not be in a Marvel movie. I'm like, yeah, Brian Cranston's never been in one. I'm like, he would be a great voice for Doctor Doom. I agree. Anyway. Um, but yeah, this kid... Uh, he has not become the new Iron Man. It's like we had the replacement for Hawkeye, replacement for Hulk, replacement for Thor. Give it time. Replacement for Captain America. Is this kid the new Iron Man? No, his daughter is. Spoiler oh, okay. alert. All right. Well, anyway, 
we meet him. What did I say his name was? Harley? Yeah. Harley Keener, yes, sir. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, he meets Harley. He's got, like, a potato launcher, so Tony's like, oh, you know, you know science, and you probably get bullied in school. <laughs> he did. Yes, so, he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So they try to make some repairs on the suit, and meanwhile, back with Pepper, she asks this mysterious woman, Maya, like, hey, how come you just swung by anyway right before this attack? That's weird, <laughs> which is a good yeah. question. She's like, well, I wanted to warn Tony that uh, my boss works for the Mandarin. She says, well, who's your boss? She says, Aldrich Killian. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. Yeah. Well, back on a rocky top, the kid takes Tony to the site of the explosion and tells him, you know, some local war hero named Chad Davis. He was in the military. He came back and went crazy and blew himself up and killed five other people. And the kid keeps asking Tony about the wormhole, gives him another anxiety attack. And then Tony meets with Chad Davis's mom. She gives him the file on Chad. And he says, I Chad Davis's mom, who, by the way, if I am not mistaken, was in both Breaking Bad and Justified. Really? Who was she? So I believe in Breaking Bad, she was the uh, she was the wife who dropped the ATM on her husband. Oh yeah, good times. And I believe in Justified, she was like, you know, running crap in the uh, women's correctional facility. Hmm. Yeah. Also good times. Yep. Absolutely. Well. She gives Tony the file on Chad, and he's like, I don't think your son killed these people. I think someone used him as a weapon. Then some woman from Homeland Security comes in, and she's got the same powers as the guy who attacked Tony's house. What a coincidence. Yeah, the skin gets really hot, and then they become fireproof or something, but not explosion-proof. I don't know. So she follows Tony into a restaurant kitchen. Tony kills her with science when he uh, pulls the uh, plug on the gas line to the oven and he puts some dog tags in the microwave to heat him up. I'm like, that was pretty good. Science. Yeah, Mr. White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Doom. I hope. I'm going to be disappointed if it's not. So, another yeah, Mandarin cool. broadcast says he's got a hostage, and if the president doesn't call him in the next 30 seconds, he'll shoot him in the head. So the president calls, but Mandarin doesn't pick up and shoots him in the head seems unfair. I would agree. Then they track the signal to Pakistan and send the Iron Patriot. Meanwhile, Tony gets into a news van broadcasting a local pageant. We see Stan Lee giving a girl a 10. To be fair, she looked like she deserved it. Yeah, she earned it. Mm -hmm. Well, Tony in the van, of course, they have to do some comedy with the other news anchor who's like a big obsessed fan with a tattoo. I don't know if this is weird. Yeah. And uh, he gets access to Rhodes' login, figures out all the people um, who were agents of the Mandarin. Um, They were injected with this weird drug that gave them this lava magma power, and they were all injured war vets. And the drugs that Killian gave them would regrow their limbs or fix their handicap. Or, if you weren't so lucky, it would turn you into a bomb and you'd blow up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah. Davis in... Uh, we, we learned that Davis, the Tennessee guy, was a, a misfire, not an intentional attack. But he deduces that Killian found a buyer, and the buyer was the Mandarin. Now see, yeah. let me pause. Right up till now, I'm on board. Like, I, 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 I'm in. <laughs> so, just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, Killian then arrives at Maya's house and kidnaps Pepper. Iron Patriot busts into a sweatshop and frees the women inside. Uh, he's like, ah, but uh, no Mandarin here. But hey, you, you guys are free if you want, I guess. But <laughs> one of the women is one of those uh, those Mandarin agents, and she, uh, yeah, she disables his suit, I guess. So we cut back to Tony. He's still working on Jarvis. He's been on a shopping spree at a local hardware store. Mm-hmm. And we cut to this mansion in Miami. I'm not sure how Tony got there or how, how where he knew it was, but irrelevant. And Tony storms this mansion with his uh, newly built weapons from the hardware store. Like a handmade gun and like some electric glove, I guess. Yeah. It's different. Is different. <laughs> then Tony wanders into a room. Here we go. And sees all these set pieces that the Mandarin was talking on. And then sees the Mandarin come out of the bathroom, and he's just some weird British actor. Yeah. Mandarin says, My name is Trevor Slattery. I'm an actor. And the Mandarin is just a role. He's not real. And he's like, Look, uh, I had a drug problem. I got approached about this role. And then Tony's like, so what, they promised to get you off drugs? He's like, no, they promised to give me more drugs. <laughs> that was good. And he's like, look, they needed someone to take credit for accidental explosions, because it was really Killian, um, but not me. So, yeah, yeah, this is where the movie kind of got derailed for me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was on board with the idea of not of two villains... And Mandarin seemed pretty cool. I liked that it was like a, um, you know, he had no powers, but he, he was very influential and he had uh, an army of terrorists and he looked cool and he acted scary. And then they just decided, no. No, let's, let's, let's have fun. Let's just boner it. Yep. Ugh. It really shrewded it. Yeah. Well, in comes one of the agents, and he takes down Stark. Yeah, so. of course. And Tony wakes up, tied to a bed frame with Maya in the room. That was, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it. That's who he was on the date with in the beginning of the movie. Yes. And um, he's like, oh, because he's referencing when he when uh, Killian gave him both cards. And he's like, oh, so I guess you kept his card. So. <laughs> Then Killian comes in, he shows Tony he's got Pepper hooked up, and he's giving her this drug, the Extremis. And uh, he's like, yeah, right now she's going through a phase where the body's either deciding to accept it or reject it. And if it rejects it, she blows up, and it's quite a show. And then Maya begs Killian to let her go, and then he kills her. So. Yeah, yeah, it took her 
15 seconds to be like, oh, no, oh, no, I want to change. And they're like, no, you're good. We're dead. R.I.P. to a real one. Yes. But, I mean, what did she expect? Like, <laughs> he, clearly yeah. he's killing people. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Killian is trying to cut the Iron Patriot suit off. He's got him uh, captured as well. Mm-hmm. And Rhodes, or uh, sorry, Killian uses his his firepower to heat up the suit until Rhodes has to get out before he's burned alive, like the dude in uh, Saul 3D or whatever the hell that one was, or the lady got burned alive. No. Yeah, Saul the final chapter. Yeah, that wasn't 3D, or was it 3D? I that. Anyway, his wife got happen. burned alive because yeah. he wouldn't stab a hook through his chest. <laughs> well, because he, because he lied about it, because he made it up. Oh, boohoo! Yeah, this man was making money off of uh, stolen valor. I guess. Well, um, Iron Page. Well, Rhodes escapes the suit. Back with Tony, his suit finally flies through the window after he teases it for, like, several seconds. It flew from Tennessee to Miami, so, um, sure. And he manages to get free. Tony and Rhodes break free, but the Iron Patriot suit is taken. So Tony and Rhodes ask Slattery where Killian is. He tells them he's on a boat. Meanwhile, they call the VP, the, the old vice president, and... He says, uh, "Oh well, the Iron Pate." He's like, "Look, the." Uh, he's like, "Look, we, you know, we're about to have uh, Christmas dinner, and uh, Iron Patriot's going to be meeting with the president soon." But it's one of Killian's uh, bomb agents. I don't know what the hell to call them. They are sent to kill the president, and we see that the VP's granddaughter has a missing leg. Man, the conspiracy goes all the way up to the number two in the country. Yeah. I don't think the VP would do that. I don't know. I know politicians aren't above being shady and doing illegal things, but uh, this is a big-time terrorist, and you're just going to betray everything because your granddaughter has a missing leg, even though you have more than enough financial means to get a prosthetic limb. I don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, treason costs more than that, but I guess not. So aboard Air Force One, the Iron Patriot shows up. It's not really the Iron Patriot, but, you know. He kills the Secret Service agents and kidnaps the president, and then Iron Man boards the plane, but the bomb guy, Iron... I don't know. He blows up a hole in the plane, tells him that the president isn't there. Iron Man kills the agent. Saves all the people who fell from the plane with the big game of uh, Barrel of Monkeys. That's pretty neat. <laughs> and then uh, and then Iron Man gets hit with a semi and shatters. And he's dead. But no, it's just Tony using the remote suit, so he's really okay. Yeah. I guess that was a good twist. I don't know. I would agree. Then the Iron Patriot then boards uh, the boat with Killian. Well... Go back real quick. Uh, Chekhov's gun. They kind of set that up earlier. So to do it again, it's actually good. Yeah, that's fair. I don't mind it. So Iron Patriot then opens up, and the president is on is inside the suit. He was basically kidnapped by a, a suit. And Tony and Rhodes show up, 
uh, storm the ship while the president is strung up in the Iron Patriot suit. Tony then summons, like, I don't know, 15, 20 Iron Man suits. <laughs> yeah. The suits then all target the high heat signature agents, and then they start killing them all. Tony then suits up. He tries to save Pepper, but Killian intercepts and wrecks that suit. Rhodes then saves the president and gets the Iron Patriot suit back. So, finally. Tony then tries to save Pepper again, but she falls to her death. Sad. Tony then battles Killian as he keeps wrecking his suits, so Tony just kind of hops from suit to suit. Kind of goofy. And then Tony tosses a suit onto Killian and tells Jarvis to blow it up, which he does, killing Killian. Except no. Killian emerges from the fire and the ashes as this weird lava man. But then he is taken out by Pepper, who also has the extremist lava powers. And he's dead. And then Tony orders Jarvis to blow up the remaining suits. I don't know why, but he does. I guess he just figures, I'll never need these anymore, which is not true. Yeah. Then we see the VP is arrested. Yeah, right. (laughs) That would never happen. (laughs) Nope. And so is Slattery. That probably would happen. Yeah. Stark says he cured Pepper of her extremist powers. And then he found a surgery to get the um, clear his chest full of shrapnel so he's okay I guess happy wakes up from his coma the kid Harley back in Tennessee he's in his garage Tony has uh, fully furnished it to this uh, pretty decent lab so he'll be the next Iron Man mm-hmm. maybe yeah for sure And then Tony says, look, you can take away my house, my trips, and toys, but you can't take away the fact that I am Iron Man. And it's funny, as I watched the credits, I was like, God, what in the hell were the post-credit scenes to this movie? I could not remember, and I was like, you know what I bet it is? I'll bet it's Tony, like... Hey, Jarvis, I had a crazy idea. What if I made you, like, uh, a sentient being, like an android or something, and we get, like, a teaser for that? No. Instead, we get Tony talking to Bruce Banner, who's asleep. He's like, oh, (laughs) sorry, Tony, I'm uh, really not that kind of doctor. I'm not a shrink. And then, uh, yeah. That was it. So, um, the first Marvel end credit scene, which was a big nothing. Oh, wait till, uh, wait till Spider-Man. Well, yeah, <laughs> true. But, I mean, there were going to be other, you know, Iron Man slash Avenger movies. This one was just like, let's just do it for laughs. And not that every single one needs to lead to something, but I think we're still in the early enough phases that they probably should, especially when the last one teased Thanos, and now you're just like, uh, it's comedy. Just letting it breathe, you know? I guess. Well, that was Iron Man 3. Mm Mm-hmm. That was Iron Man 3. And it's over. It's far and away the weakest of the three installments, and I'm going to be very kind when I give this a a 5.5 out of 10. Ooh, five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, 
I don't know. Like the the problems. We are. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're probably not going to remember this movie a month from now. No, you're right. Um, I remember when I left the theater the first time. A couple of things I didn't like. One was the jumping from suit to suit in the final battle. I thought that was goofy. Having rewatched yeah. it, it wasn't as bad as I remember. Still not great. Uh, the Mandarin twist I knew was coming, so it, it didn't ruin the second watch for me because I knew it was coming, yeah. so I had nothing to be disappointed by. I was going to say, that's the only thing I knew is that, like, oh, there's a twist with the Mandarin. That's all I knew. Yeah. Um, so I guess there was that. Um, there was some good stuff. The PTSD I, I didn't mind. Uh, the villain... I mean, even though the powers are a little confusing, I guess. Uh, but again, I didn't mind that it was... Uh, uh, finally, they had a non-armor-based villain for him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the, I think the movie would have been better if they just kept the Mandarin the Mandarin and not, you know, whatever. But, um, I, and ultimately, like I said, this this was a cash grab, I think, because every character... I mean, other than the Mandarin just popping up in Shang-Chi randomly, yeah. like, you could erase this movie from the timeline and literally nothing would change. Like, you exactly. could watch all the other Marvel movies and it'd be like, I didn't miss anything with Iron Man 3. It's never really referenced again. Nothing, it didn't build anything. It didn't lead to anything. And again, every character left the movie the same way they entered it, except Tony has the shrapnel out of his heart, which, who cares, so... Uh, I'm going to go six and a half. I feel like if I go any lower, it means I think the movie's bad. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was, you know, like you're following up Avengers and this is what you get. I just expected more. And this was a very average by the numbers superhero movie to me. And some of the cool ideas it had, they didn't do. So I guess just one, that'd be the Mandarin. And then, uh, you know, they took away Pepper's power, which I didn't, you know, whatever, that's fine. But it's like, it's the point in even giving it to her if you're just going to like remove it immediately. Uh, yeah. That is so. a bit much. And I mean, I'm not over here clamoring like, oh, we need more. Um, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, that's not what I'm saying. It's just. No, you got it right there, and then you, like, bring it out, and then you take it away. Uh, so yeah, next, 2013 next just trogs on. Yep. Next week, mm. episode 118, fire up HBO Max and watch Man of Steel. The DCU has entered the chat. <laughs> we are in the Snyderverse. Yeah, and boy, are they in a hurry to get to their version of the Avengers, and boy, does it happen. It does happen. It does happen. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta learn. You got to learn. You got to build it slowly, DC. Mm-hmm. You got to build rapport. Yeah. You got to start with Ang Lee's Hulk and then go from there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, folks, we're going to get out of here. To quote Tony Stark, first off, by the way, happy 4th of July, even though you're, you're listening to this much later. But um, also. Hopefully it was good. Some, yeah, I hope it was good. It was, I hope it was good. Um, just some advice from Tony Stark here. A bomb isn't a bomb if it's a misfire. 
Rocky Top, Tennessee. Rocky Top, Tennessee. 